Namaskar, good evening. This is Ekvi Kumar. Welcome you all to today's session uh, of the Highway King Club. Uh, I am happy to see a lot of new faces here. And uh, today's evening topic is also something which will set everybody on fire. So, uh, before I go on, uh, let me also welcome on board Jyoti Vail, who will be co-hosting this program along with me. Jyoti, welcome. Thank you so much, Kumar sir. We are on the Thursday topic of Do We Drive Fast? And we have three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturdays. And this Saturday we have a star speaker show, Mr. Deepak Gupta at 10 o'clock. So all are welcome for that. And secondly, those who wanted, for today's program, those who wanted to ask questions, please raise your hand. We will invite you as a speaker. Once you are in the speaker's panel, you can ask your question. Or if you are not asking your question, please keep yourself muted. That uh, creates a good ambience. Uh, thank you so much. Over to you, Kumar, sir. Uh, to continue what Jyoti Mail said, uh, you will see the top panel has got three days. And uh, those are the current speakers. And uh, the audience is uh, in the bottom panel. Uh, when you want to come forward to speak, Please raise your hands. You can see the hand button on the bottom of your screen. Raise your hand and uh, either I or Jyoti Vail will let you in as a speaker. Uh, please remember when, you're, when you come into the speaker panel, you will come to the top panel and uh, you are requested to keep yourself in mute mode till your, it is your turn to speak. Alright, is that uh, clear? And, uh, Again, welcome all board, everybody. Today is a, a very controversial topic uh, which keeps uh, getting debated from time to time in the forum and in personal interactions. The question we keep asking is, do we drive too fast? Are our roads safe enough for these speeds? Are accidents happening because of over-speeding? Are the police blaming accidents on post-speeding unnecessarily? Is the government irrational in setting speed limits? So many questions keep coming up. I have, as you know, in the forum, we have these uh, polls. We have Friday polls. We have Sunday polls. And repeatedly over the last four to five years when we have been having these polls, one thing keeps coming through is that most of us seem to think that we are driving safely despite driving fast. Some of the, um, this is a general view that comes through, that most of us seem to think the old way. Anybody who is driving faster than me is a maniac. Anybody who is driving slower than me is a fool. So this whole concept of speed is always seen in a relative fashion. The relative fashion is the sense that I think that my speed is the safest. I know how to drive with the speed. My car has got these safety features. There is also one set of people who keep saying that my car can go 250 kilometers per hour speed. Why should I not drive it? If this car is going at 250 kilometers per hour speed, the government has permitted this car to be sold in the market, then why is the speed limit, say, 100 kilometers per hour? So, so forth, there have been a lot of debates. But at the end of the day, one thing which keeps coming through again and again 
wanting to wish it away is that speeding does cause lots of accidents. Let us not uh, get into the argument whether more accidents happen because of speeding or uh, and such like. But there is a certain uh, high level of uh, accidents are happening in thanks uh, to speeding. And uh, speeding is not only about us or our cars. Speeding is about judging responses of other people on the road. The car ahead of you, the pedestrian, is smaller vehicle coming out of the side roads, the animals crossing the road. So each one of them does not think in the same wavelength as you do. So please let us keep that also in mind. Uh, with this, uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to keep talking. Uh, I, I would like to invite uh, uh, the speakers. Uh, I saw Mitesh was uh, raising his hands. Mitesh, uh, uh, if you are still there, I, uh, uh, who, who, who wishes to come forward, please raise your hands so that we can uh, come and talk uh, in the forum. Yes, uh, Pritam, uh, uh, please uh, go ahead. Uh, yes, Pritam, good evening yeah. to you. Hey, good evening, uh, Kumar sir. So there are uh, several factors involved, right? First thing is road condition itself or the speed. Second thing is environmental condition, you know, whether it's uh, raining, uh, whether your tires are way too hot. Third thing is on the turns. Uh, typically, Indian roads doesn't have enough grade or degree angle where you can take it in a certain speed. So various factor comes in when you increase your speed. And the last and most important is how good your brakes are. When I say how good, that means not just maintain well, but how well they apply. Typically, uh, in US or somewhere else, when you do your safety inspection every uh, every year on your vehicle, everything is getting checked and kind of, you know, you get certificate that, yes, everything is working properly. While on Indian roads, there is no such pattern for safety from any kind of authority. So I think these factors also need to be considered when we talk about speed. Thank you.
would like to make it very very specific as far as the learning and the driving procedure and the vehicle worthiness i would like to take up uae specifically abu dhabi where i live and drive extensively alone and uh, the reason being very stringent inspection of vehicles and annual renewal of uh, i think she's lost sir yeah i think it's a network issue i think she'll be back uh till then uh, with pronit uh, want to uh, make any point
so is the case in weather different uh, uh, weather conditions like rain or fog so ultimately again it is a motorist the driver who has to take care you know you can't blame the pedestrian it is your car ultimately if you go and hit him you are the guy who is going to go to jail so we need to be extra cautious and make our judgments on the basis that the other guy cannot make a judgment like i made this point about wet roads in wet roads your braking has to be extra good you have to plan ahead you need to be lot more softer when you do the braking so all these things are issues related to judgment i i just remember from my younger days when we used to have uh, these two lane roads what you call single road not a double road and where uh, there is no divided uh, uh, roadway the vehicle ahead is coming at you so uh, the skill which i used to employ in those days was to try to in the night particularly try to judge from the headlight what vehicle it is right uh, is it a truck is it a car is it a bike and accordingly plan my overtaking and my own speeds uh, on that basis i used to be damn good at it i can tell you that's why i'm still around to tell you the story so uh, the the uh, you know you could say, make out from the headlight oh this is a truck i could even make out with a tata truck or a leather truck really because of the type of the headlight from the pace it is coming at i could make out with an lcv and and this is this is an example of the judgment i think which we need to exhibit on the road it is extreme it's a, driving is a very skilled job and uh, no amount of judgmental lapses uh, are okay you just cannot have a judgmental lapse and that's why i'm thank, uh, thankful to you sahil for making this very important point that we need to judge ourselves we need to be good judges ourselves about the circumstances on the road more importantly we should also appreciate that the other guys on the road make flawed judgments uh sankita back to you i think uh, we lost you in between you were making this point about uh, driving in uh, in west asia and that is when we lost uh, lost you can you continue sankita all right i don't know where i exactly left you were making this point about uh, driving in abu dhabi and how people are careful and how uh, laws enforced great so this is about us driving the roads in the us are extremely well planned given the space are you able to hear me very loud and clear go on great i would like to have one of you on the panel so that i know i am even you can tell me that i'm not able to be here So my experience in the US is about how the roads are so well planned in terms of curves and everything and turns so things are so automated even in the remote location when there is a road made standards are stuck to it so there are gradients on the road sides even when you fall asleep on the long run the serrations of the edge of the road make you awake to keep you awake on the wheels so the standards followed in highway measurements and turns and roundabouts is extremely standardized and practical there are no deviations once the road is opened up 
the third thing i would like to speak about is extreme uh, let's go the east direction in driving in china in an electric vehicle i did find that even in china it's more like a mandatory discipline that expects the drivers to be skilled at the same time following the rules because they have used technology to capture cameras and impose fines as per the rules that are explained or displayed there are no deviations in penalties so if you don't listen to me the normal way penalties the only way people would listen to so across the bandwidth i expect the roadways to keep the roads to standards the vehicles being checked for worthiness periodically and of course people being cautious to know what they are capable of controlling at various speed limits one point to make sankita about uh, what you said about uh, uh, the roads being designed properly now this is a question which keeps coming up uh, we keep uh, complaining about potholes in the roads encroachments sudden changes in road contour etc etc but there is one significant fact which we must keep in mind now that we are having more and more expressways and super fast roads uh, most of them are being built to standard specifications most of them uh, can claim to be reasonably well designed have taken uh, into account various safety parameters and specifications however the finding from some of the expressways is that that for example the mumbai pune expressway has a very high accident rate and uh, the conclusion from analyzing lots of accidents as they said 75% or so of the accidents are caused by poor speeding now let us not get into this uh, debate on whether the police did a good job in analyzing it or not but that is the fact that they have put up before us so there the, the further supplement to that is they said that indians just lose their head when they go on very good roads having seen very bad roads it's like a repressed person getting the freedom so they say that when they see a fast road they so they throw caution to the winds and drive extremely fast and dangerous so this is again uh, contrary to what you have seen in countries outside india where you find that roads are very good and people are also very uh, cautious now the question again then is is enforcement the answer or are safer vehicles the answer i believe that our vehicles are quite safe now you have lot of safety features are structurally better than they were say 10 years ago they have abs systems that means good braking system the traction controls blah 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 so quite a lot of interesting things are coming up and there is definitely a consciousness that vehicle safety ratings are important in judging what car is about so the question again is is it that we are just uncultured drivers we have uh this brutishness about us that we want to drive fast or is it something more uh would uh, raju like to uh, uh, make any point raju ashok yeah uh, thanks kumar sir so basically what is important is the speed is a relative term so sometimes what roads you are on what are the traffic that constitutes the on the road like you can have a rickshaw three wheeler tempo or a, a slow moving uh, hcv uh, and uh, luxury buses and and the cars and and especially the bikes so 
if you have all types of vehicles they they also occupy a lot of space and then you become slow but uh, apart from the road uh, constructions the vehicle and the maintenance there are two few other factors which i have experienced during my extensive night drives is is the tail light of the front vehicle visible uh, are you tailing a good good speed uh, luxury bus then definitely you can go fast on single lanes or uh, uh, roads the second thing is the headlight of the oncoming vehicles so if you have that you you definitely get slower you cannot see the road ahead uh, there may be a truck par- parked on the road and you you tend to get slow so especially in the nights the tail lights and the headlights of your own vehicle as well as on the own oncoming vehicle whether there is a road divider which cuts off the headlight all these parameters are also very important to determine what is the relative speed whether it is fast or slow that's it uh, but uh, you didn't answer one question are we uh, having uh, uh, drivers who are driving too fast i mean relativity is all fine but then there is a set speed limit if the road speed limit which is stipulated is 80 km per hour are we as motorists competent to decide it is the correct speed limit or whether we we should be driving faster than that or slower than that that is the question okay uh, so again answer to this is basically when you are driving at that particular point of time what are the vehicles on the roads do you have three wheelers or something in the night normally no you always have uh, luxury buses or trucks and the roads are pretty empty and if your visibility is well ahead you you can see well ahead then you can definitely increase your speed but again there's a lot of traffic oncoming glare and uh, you have vehicles without tail lights which suddenly appears in your own path at that point of time you you have to even be lower than the speed limit set by the government so definitely speed limit is something which uh, it is not completely a you know a, a guiding criteria you you have to have, have your own limits also definitely not too high but well within your uh, braking limits a uh, braking distance your visibility yeah yeah uh, good points raju i think uh, uh, this second goes back to the judgmental lapses which we all suffer the judgmental lapses of not going our vehicle good enough like for example i keep seeing people take these self drive cars like zoom cars and go away on expeditions to ladakh and all that i keep asking them this question have you driven a scorpio before no sir i have an i10 then how do you uh, expect to manu- uh, manage this car in such hostile road conditions that driving in ladakh is not as simple as driving on empty road in bangalore so then and, and you need to have a car which you know very well if you do not know the car you do not know how it brakes you do not know how it stops how it accelerates how it will behave uh, in the kind of slippery road situation or suppose you take a turn at high speeds what will happen so people uh, tend to make judgmental mistakes between the cars between driving conditions Uh, like the point you made about something suddenly coming on your way like the car without a tail light suddenly becomes invisible so these are all things which a good driver anticipates like we keep saying always expect the unexpected 
So this a sense of anticipation is part of the judgment and the skill which we all must have. I, 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 it's not about speed. It is part of the judgment and it is part of the risk which we all face. I think whether it's in India or any other country, these risks are going to be there on the road. So even in Sweden, they have uh, antelopes and reindeer crossing the road. Okay, so uh, what they call the elk test uh, for uh, car safety. So th- this, these are all not, you can't just say the cows are running across our road. It is animals are a problem everywhere in the world. So certain things like, I think Sankita will confirm that camels run across the road in desert terrain in, uh, in West Asia, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. So these are all conditions. I think overall we need to be sensitive to all these things. Uh, Santita ma'am, uh, can you please keep yourself muted? It is echoing to all of us. So, ju- just uh, another update. Like, I had been. Santita, mute yourself, please. It's already muted. Like, no, you are not muted. Uh, tap the uh, mic button at the bottom, right? That will mute you. You're, uh, right. Now you are muted. Try to cut. Yeah, so uh, on my extensive, I, I actually prefer night rides. So on the hills, I am more faster in the night because I see the oncoming vehicle headlights at the at the night. On the day, it is a sudden jolt that okay, sir, a vehicle has suddenly appeared during the blind turns. In the night, uh, you are more comfortable. Okay, I am with my full headlights, uh, and the other vehicle, I expect that yes, the headlight will be on, and I see them much in advance. So those places, rather than during the day in the night, my rides are much faster. Even uh, but. Take the other place. Now, I have been in the night, 1 o'clock, I started from Buj to Dordo, uh, uh, like uh, Karadungar. It was something around 80 kilometers. The uh, Dhaba owner, the last Dhaba owner, he told me not to travel. Else, there is a lot of risk of hitting a buffalo in the night. And yes, that was true actually. The, it's pitch black, your headlights is very limited, and the buffalo suddenly appears. So, in those places, if you travel in the night, you hardly do 40, 50 kilometer per hour. But during the day, yes, you can exceed like 70, 80 and so on. So it's all relative. Like where do you drive, what are the road conditions and where you are comfortable uh, with the vehicle and, and definitely with your own limits. Points very well made, Raju. Thank you. I think you won us over on uh, your relative judgment theory. I think it's a fantastic point. Thank you. Uh, Pranit, uh, if your mic is okay, would you like to go again? Yes, sir. Uh, so can you hear me now properly? Yeah, we yeah, can hear you faintly, but it is clear enough. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, uh, the point that I w- wanted to make was uh, it's about people uh, not hitting the brakes on time. Whether it's a dry road, whether it's a wet road, they drive at the same speed and uh, overtake rashly and then hit the brakes at the last moment, which uh, you know, ends up increasing the stopping uh, distance, especially on the wet roads. Because uh, a similar thing has happened to me, and I met with an accident because of some idiot who drove rashly and hit our car from behind. And uh, in the process, I lost uh, my right eye. And I'm have still having the repercussions of that accident, which happened in 2013, on the Kharkar flyover in Navi, Mumbai. So I drive with one eye right now and I still keep a safe distance uh, and no, I drive I drive in speeds up to 120 depending on the road conditions and everything. But I still see people 
not breaking when they see cars from merging when they need to slow down they don't slow down they just see and try and overtake and pass the gap because it's like uh, no me going first it's always i want to go first i want to go first that is where judgment is lacking and where more accidents happen like rear ending tailgating and all and people don't see like no at least a minimum of two cars ahead their drivers have to see but still people don't do that and that's why they end up in accidents rash driving and everything so uh, this is what i wanted to uh, put across and as one interesting uh, yeah. yeah one interesting point uh, uh, which uh, coming out of what prodit said is uh, the uh, the fact that some people are going too fast some people are going too slow that is where the tailgating and all that happens now uh, i uh, correct me if i'm wrong and i think uh, pritam sankita all would uh, and sahir would probably know better that uh, in ca- other countries uh, you don't also have a maximum speed limit you also have a minimum speed limit. the minimum speed limit is something which we all have a grudge against in india because we find sometimes a truck is driving too slow or sometimes we find a slow car on the extreme right fast lane so this unequal speed distribution is probably one of the reason why there is road rage and there is also those spurts of uh, high speed uh, amongst us uh, would uh, pritam have anything to say on this particular point Uh, you're right about tailgating i mean even in us it's very typical you know you will get tailgated by somebody but again there is some discipline when somebody's tailgating you you know many many times you know people will move over to slower lane which is very very typical not always but 90% chances you know you will move over while in india typically you know when somebody tailgates you specifically let's say on mumbai pune highway you know you can see somebody flashing lights at you from a kilometer behind you and they will bridge that gap within probably you know 30 to 40 seconds so they are coming so fast generally you may not even get a chance to move because the guy behind you already have made up mind to pass you from left hand side and this has happened several time i guess many of us have been through that so i, I think one of the uh, factor uh, also we need to consider is uh, highway driving versus city driving so when you are on a well managed highway you know let's say mumbai pune highway when the you exit from the highway and merge with the city traffic you still tend to have that uh, highway fatigue that you will still try to go at 60 70 80 kilometers per hour versus identifying the more busy traffic conditions and slowing down it's more of a fatigue than uh, than actually you know the desire to drive fast on those streets i think uh, the behavior or awareness about where you are what conditions you are is also important in these scenarios or it's great that you made that point of people having that addiction to fast driving coming out of an expressway and continue to drive as though they are in expressway which is something which i have always scared of when i come uh, out of the pune mumbai expressway and come into the city proper and people are still behaving as though they are driving in the express please mute yourself arun arun uh hi chief uh, good evening uh, to everyone to all uh, hvkns um 
my experience, I have a limited experience compared to quite a lot of you out over there. And uh, uh, with my limited experience, especially the Mumbai uh, Pune Highway, what I have uh, experienced is um, uh, even though you're uh, when a uh, like especially I always uh, prefer to drive within the speed limits. If it is 80, I drive within 80. If it is 100, I drive within 100. Uh, very rarely, only while overtaking, maybe at some times, maybe slightly, I increase. But uh, one important factor what uh, I have always faced is, uh, even though I am on the second lane, okay, where the first lane is completely free for people to overtake, there's a huge uh, flash and uh, at times a uh, little honking. Uh, but I, I have, uh, um, uh, from uh, uh, as a safety net, I always don't move out of the lane unless the next lane is free. If the lane is not free, I just do my speed. I don't increase my speed. I let the person overtake me, let him give galis, no problem. It doesn't matter. But I remain cool and drive. Uh, that is point number one. Point number two, suddenly, um, especially on the highways, uh, I have come across cases where, uh, uh, where we are driving at 80 and uh, at a certain point, the speed limit is just cut down drastically. Um, let us say to 40 or something, especially when we are going up the hill. Uh, so um, uh, what will really help is uh, if um, there is an indicator or somewhere ahead that you know the uh, speed limit is going to change much ahead, maybe about, about 200 meters or so, uh, we can we'll have uh, time to calibrate to that speed. So uh, that is uh, something I wish uh, the authorities can uh, uh, probably do um, to avoid uh, uh, accidents and all. You have a very important point. I think uh, the information regarding speed limits is not precise in India because we don't have a, a general speed limit. Although there is something stipulated in the Auto Vehicles Act, uh, what actually happens is uh, many places the speeds are downgraded uh, to lower the levels. And uh, this information is not properly conveyed. Some places it is 80, some places it is 70, some places it is 60. And uh, this causes some level of confusion and contempt because if you feel the authorities themselves are not taking the speed limit business seriously, then you start wondering why should I bother? And you try to uh, imagine in your own mind that this road has got 90 or 100 speed limits. Like for example, 120 kilometers per hour is the speed limit I think maximum stipulated. So only one or two roads have 120. I think uh, the Hyderabad Authority Road used to have, then they re reduced it. I think the Yamuna Expressway or Agra Electoral Expressway still has uh, 120. So there is still a lot of confusion among, among the very experienced people still don't know what the speed limit is and it is not conveyed properly. If you go on the Mumbai Pune Expressway, even now it shows 80 kilometers per hour as a speed limit. Although I think, and I must tell you, I, I also think it is 100. So, but it is extremely difficult and we are all guilty of looking at the speed camera and slowing down whenever we see it. Uh, Kiran, would you like to make a point, please? Good evening, sir. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, so, I have to take a lot of points from each one. So, uh, whatever points that I wanted to speak, uh, most of them have covered. 
but one thing is contrary to what mr raju has said i prefer driving in the daytime so usually i plan my travels uh, or my trips uh, between the sunrise and sunset so that i have uh, greater visibility i can see a kilometer or two ahead and luckily uh, most of my trips have been uh, between hyderabad and vizag and on a very good planned uh, highways like uh, bangalore highway and uh, the vizag highway so what i observed in my uh, driving experiences that most of the people are uh, unaware about the surrounding so they don't usually uh, focus on what's coming from the rear and what's coming in front of them so i make a point that i constantly check all my three mirrors so i cannot drive without uh, any one of them missing and also i do flash and i honk like others complain but uh, that's so that i try and make them aware that i am passing uh, next to them and uh, the other problem that i have observed is that uh, there are drivers who use the mark markings on the road as their racing line so they don't uh, give space on either side so it's quite difficult and annoying when uh, we find drivers like that so uh, most of the other points uh, almost everyone has covered so far so that's my take mirrors are important thank you kirnan i think uh, that's a good observation you made on your uh, routes and uh, one needs to uh, have uh, a uh, complete understanding of your surroundings and plan your speeds on that basis one can't just blindly go by what speed limits are stated on the signages so one needs to keep in like you are comfortable driving by day somebody else is comfortable driving by night so each one of us has to go by that uh, I, i would like to now invite deepak uh, deepak i want you to specifically uh, tell us one or two uh, things one uh you are a guy who drives both cars and super bikes so we are always at this uh, feeling that the super bikers ride too fast they keep saying that their vehicles are tailored to go at such speeds designed to go at such speeds so what what is your uh, quick uh, take on that uh hi ajmi first of all sorry for joining in late so i missed first 35 minutes of the discussion but as the topic goes do we drive too fast the question is not do we drive too fast the basic etiquette of road usage is missing in indian riders and drivers there are bad riders here as well there are bad riders across the world but the percentage of bad riders in india are much more that is why we are discussing this topic thirdly the law enforcement agencies till now were almost missing uh, using their powers uh, they were lagging in many of the areas now they are pulling themselves up uh, so now we fear like in delhi now the road users roads look better organized so this was the first take secondly you said bikers i i personally ride within the speed limits whichever country i am in whether i am in india whether i am abroad uh, speed limits across the world do not go over 130 except the autobahns so in 130 speed zone of 130 we do 130 plus minus 10% is permissible across the world 
so we do generally do this on uh, super bikes as well uh, when we travel uh, internationally uh, secondly uh, the law agencies are doing their bit now and most of the highways are now being marked with the speed limits it is we who are not in the habit of seeing the boards of the speed limits prescribed on that patch so in delhi recently they have issued a notification that now there are three speed limit zones one is uh, 60 to 70 the other is 50 and the third is 30 all the commercial markets and the busy roads and the schools and the hospitals are 30 Uh, all the interior roads are 50 all the others are 60 and 70 so we the, the road authorities the authorities are also improving but we as individuals should improve ourselves we as uh, when we are young our parents when we see our parents misusing their uh, roads and uh, not following the rules that habit is inculcated right from the very beginning and it is very hard to die out or to improve so we i think we should improve we should be made aware of what are the rules what are the regulations how we use the road uh, i personally whenever i am in india i am more careful about the other road user i feel the accident won't happen because of my mistake it will happen because of the others mistake so i as a thumb rule i am very very particularly very very observant whether i am riding whether i am driving in the day or night i am very observant uh yes finally it is the god's call uh that's all i i have to say thank you deepak uh who kadri melan would you like to say something hi good morning chief and good morning good evening everyone so in today's scenario do we drive do fast so yes most of us driving too fast that's why most of the accident happening so it's a record whether we accept or not so my understanding is that most of the younger generation are not ready to understand the machine and the power and torque of the machine and they are not at all ready to learn about the terrain or road condition and about the signboard so they are and second point is out of curiosity younger people are riding too fast without knowing the road and if they get the bike or car a powerful bike or car for one hour or one day or two day trip they are they, are, they want to use it maximum so they don't know about the machine and what what is the road cap road condition and all other said the environment is very important so every time we need to understand the road and terrain so what is the weather and wind everything we need to calculate so that is a another point and most of the some of the accidents are happening due to social media influence so people want to put uh, some of the high speed uh, photos on something like that and they want to enjoy like uh, they want to open the top and uh, go too fast and uh, that is the uh, another thing causing uh, major accidents so that we have seen in hyderabad also one one political person guy who drive around 200 km per hour mercedes benz even though it's a very high end safety feature car all the people will die and recently we have seen a uh, kia the car broken into two so these are all uh, majorly happening because of another uh, of the road and machine and all those stuff and uh, many people are not aware of uh, what is the city condition on highway hill road and himalayas as already chief said people are getting i am always seeing uh, 
that uh, rent a car in the Himalayas. I wonder how they learn about the machine. I thought uh, every if I get a machine, I thought uh, at least five thousand to ten thousand kilometer after riding only, I am comfortable with the machine. So what are the problems it will come? What is the maximum speed? What is the braking limit? And everything uh, I want to understand in depth. Then only I take the machine to Himalayas or a highway or whatever it may be. But in recent days, people are getting. Uh, Uh, the rented cars uh, on Friday and they are going to Himalaya on next day. So that it uh, uh, there is a one major mistake. And in long trips, uh, many people are missing uh, uh, MCVC, MCVC. Sorry. Can you hear me, everyone? Yes. Yes. And. Uh, Another thing we can see that uh, some people think uh, I know about the road and uh, uh, I have did uh, so many trips on this road and uh, so that I can do maximum speed on this road and uh, they don't even aware of whether they are uh, sleepy or not so uh, unable to calculate that timing and that also leading uh, causing the accident so these are the observations uh, some of the observations I made in the highway trips so I drive lot of bike trips and. Uh, Recently only I go on car trips. So on bike, so the major problem as uh, already Deepak said, the parents uh, are guiding the younger generation wrongly. So the the I have seen a lot of people getting uh, 400 cc, 500 cc uh, A2 license bike uh, before getting license. Uh, they are they are telling it's my birthday gifts. That at all it's not at all. Uh, People are uh, parents are also encouraging. They are not aware of the how the powerful and uh, they lost their lives after that. They are feeling. I have seen since I am in lot of biking groups. I have seen lot of younger guys lost their life because uh, they are not unable. They, they are not able to control the power and all those things. They have to learn uh, from the beginning. So that one is missing. So everybody want to jump. Uh, directly everyone want to go to Ladakh before before they have no to the terrain and all those things. So that one is. Uh, Very important point uh, Pukal Duelin made is uh, this tendency of people to show off. So you mentioned social media. People want to put photos of themselves driving fast. Uh, they keep putting images of their speedometers, and uh, in general, uh, there is this uh, fascination for fast vehicles. When they see a, a fast car, they try to drive faster. But Mohan, I think you're lucky. Mohan here. Mohan. Well, what is your take on the social media thing and other things? I mean, I specifically wanted to know your views on uh, this tendency to show off, which seems to be one of the big reasons for people to speak. Mohan. Yeah, hi Kumar. It's been a long time since you spoke. So, I, as a journalist, uh, I think people just do to show off. That's it. I mean, uh, I've I've been driving since 2008. You know, I mean, my first drive was right from Pune to. Kanya Kumari and back was because of you, and because I mean I spoke to you before I started my drive, and it was a great drive. But I found that even on the even then on the highways, people just don't care. It's just rash driving, and and most of them do it just to show off. The problem basically, I think, a lot of us in India have never driven fast cars. So we are a lot of us are you know we've driven Ambassadors, Fiat, and all these cars, and even a Maruti 800. Suddenly you get into a get a, you know in a car which has a which has a, a 
it's a very fast car and you don't know what to do and you speed i mean i i drive often on the expressway i live i live in pune and i drive quite often on the expressway and i am appalled at the way people drive on that on the on the expressway i mean they have no driver they have no discipline absolutely i've seen people uh, for example one of my pet peeves when driving is why the hell do you put on your damn you know uh, hazard lights in a tunnel i have never understood and the worst thing is i've seen is people overtaking at high speeds in a tunnel once i mean uh, fortunately i almost crashed because the guy in front of me he suddenly swerved to the left and took off and you know it was crazy because there was a there was a truck without lights in front of me so i just do not understand this 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 urge to drive like crazy I mean, I I shouldn't be saying this, but I once sat in a car uh, driven by somebody who was doing 200 plus per hour on the expressway, and uh, I mean, <laughs> I told the person I will never again. I I told the person I will never again sit with you because you are a person who uh, goes into in auto my rights and auto magazines about safe driving. I don't want to name anyone, or but I, I sat with him. I have never driven with him ever again. I think the hypocrisy is always there. Like I made a point at the beginning of this conversation that we always think we are driving very safe. We can judge uh, very well, and our cars are the best. Uh, so we, for us, uh, we think we can drive safe at 150. Somebody else thinks uh, he can drive safe at 180 also. Yeah, if you were uh, trying to uh, make a yes. point, sir. Yes, sir. I would like so to make a point. So, on your, on your, hello. Can I, can I? Yeah, please, please, sir. Yes. So, uh, on your uh, uh, social media thing, uh, as you know, I am running a campaign. I ride and I drive responsibly, and that one of the major points was please blog and vlog responsibly. and uh, in uh, recent times the authorities have started taking actions all the youtube videos and uh, of drive and rides are being scanned and the necessary challans and punishment is being sent to the owners and they are being punished point number 1 point number 2 uh the the, the so- social media yes it plays plays a certain role one needs to be very very careful what he is putting on social media and we need we need to educate and retaliate as well to the social media and we need to show them that you are you are showing the wrong content which which uh, is missing which is missing so authorities have started pulling themselves up they are they are working very very hard and secondly the expressway from today the yamuna expressway now it has been made compulsory you would be allowed to enter the yamuna expressway only and only if you have installed a certain app in your mobile which will the moment you enter the expressway your app is connected to the central server your speed your limit your your speed your riding pattern your driving pattern your breakdowns everything is being monitored uh, closely so you cannot escape now so yes the authorities are also is it 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 is
they put their gun at one point and then they and they kind of check the speed of the car which is about 200 to 200 meters away, maybe 400 meters. But what happened? These guys, the minute and these guys know where the speed guns are, so they slow down. And the minute they pass it, they speed up. But I think they've improved that system now. They, if you speed up also, they find they catch your speed and they find you at the next toll post. That much they've done now. On MX1, they have a very interesting thing. Uh, before the Panipat, I don't have any other option. I 
kept on flashing light. The guy didn't um, decided to move, so I decided to take the left lane and move. But do we really teach our kids that okay, if I am, if you are riding or driving slow, be on the left side. We don't do that. To be honest, I have never seen people leading. And on highways, whenever I overtake from left, I slow down my car. I just stare on that guy and say, and, and I make hand gesture, tell him please come on the left. But I've hardly seen anyone. So it's, I would always not uh, say that the people who are driving fast are wrong. Reason being, there are okay. If I go 20 years back, I was driving a Maruti 800. Even if I want, I cannot cross 100. That, that was a kind of speed. But now, if I talk about the cars which are available in the market, it can go to 200. Which I am not saying let's drive on 200. But at least at certain points wherein we have six-lane roads, we can still try to touch 150 and 60 and enjoy the drive at times. But when I am on highway. It never happens and that's the reason I'm the most boring guy in the car because I don't prefer to talk. My entire focus is here because I know one line that uh, two things which I always remember on the road, what you don't see doesn't exist and second, except me, everybody else is an idiot. I know I'm also one of it when uh, I'm driving fast but I, I consider others to be more idiot because I don't know when they will come in front of me. So this is another, uh, I mean, a way of seeing what I wanted to express. That's not always the uh, fast drivers who are wrong, but if everybody starts f following the rules, I don't think the guy who's take overtaking from the right side would even try to honk. I and mean, that's it. Thank you. Uh, interesting so, point, so, uh, Saroj. Uh, Saroj, very interesting point, yes. Uh, you do uh, some parts of it, uh, all of us are, uh, are the same wavelength. Uh, I don't think it's uh, possible for any of us to honestly say that we have never broken speed limits. All of us have driven fast, all of us may continue to drive fast. So this is not something which uh, uh, we can wish away. As you rightly said, if you have a good car, Rahul, please keep yourself in mute mode. Please keep yourself in mute mode, one of you with the voices. Yeah. Uh, what will uh, uh, so it yes. be? Uh, we, we are all uh, uh, guilty of more speeding and all that, so there is nothing we need to be ashamed of or you need to be ashamed of. So having said that, yes, uh, all of us have our own uh, sense of uh, judgment and uh, 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 evaluation of our own capabilities. And uh, some of us do use it sensibly and rationally like the way you said it, Saroj. Uh, but it is not true of everybody. So this is a whole problem that everybody starts thinking that they are equally capable, which is not the case. And this is where uh, the accidents happen. Deepak, you. Yeah, so the problem uh, of driving fast, the fast cars, hello, the fast cars which we have uh, in especially in Asia and African countries is that there is no guideline, there is no, no authority to check what is the condition of the tires, what is the condition of the engine, what is the condition of the uh, uh, car as a whole, the body. Uh, you drive fast, the more the speed, the tire uh, heat generated in the tires is inversely proportional. So there are so many cases of tire bursting on the expressways uh, due to high speed uh, driving and riding. So uh, my uh, myself, my co-rider, my friend had a tire burst because of uh, high speed and the tire condition was not good, which he himself admitted. So, so there is, in Europe, in, uh, they, they need to have certain tire conditions, certain body conditions, otherwise 
they are not allowed to drive that vehicle on the road. So number one. Number two, uh, which uh, the gentleman mentioned about the education, uh, this Corona has put us behind in our I ride, I drive responsibly campaign. We had tied up with school and we were trying with the authorities to incorporate a subject, uh, uh, at least a chapter uh, in in the course books on. Uh, traffic rules, regulation, safety, and how to drive and how to ride, and class 10th, 11th, and 12th, because they are the future road users, which would immediately after 12th be on the roads and driving and authorized to drive or ride on the roads legally. So, uh, these two points. Sir, can I get a Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, thank you, Chief, and uh, thank you, Hayden. Uh, I would like to put three points. Everyone has a certain 
speed at which they can manage their gun no matter what comes from what side for me it might be 80 for someone else it might be 100 but i believe beyond a certain threshold i don't know what that threshold is it may be 120 it may be 150 nothing is under control the speed at which which you are you have you don't have that much of time to react to the problem that has been coming your way and secondly uh, my car has been involved in a crash on the mumbai pune expressway and so no one was hurt and uh, i was not in the car and i wasn't driving the finger of course so what i found was the authorities there were quite equipped and they had everything to manage that accident there and within 15 minutes we were out of the road we were towed to the side and all the barricading and everything was done and to add up to more vigilance that uh, the authorities have been putting in now ai cameras has been uh, that's what i've read in news ai cameras have been implemented on the expressway to track drivers who have who are driving using cell phones while driving so they, they capture images of your hand if there is a phone in your hand at all so that's it that's what i that's all i wanted to say thank you sir uh, rahul
you know, this faster honking and you know, flashing of the lights. This is one of the major reasons. There is too little length. We don't have that much length. This goes back to the point which we made earlier that there is unequal distribution of speeds of vehicles. People, are, we don't have a minimum speed limit in Indian highways. We have a maximum speed limit. And people don't appreciate that in a road, there has to be balanced speeds. People should all be moving at the same or equivalent speeds. Then only there is smooth traffic. You cannot have a situation where one vehicle is traveling slow and one is traveling fast. And then there is no respect for the uh, high speed, overtaking lanes, etc. Because most civilized countries and civilized roads, they follow the system where the two or three lanes are meant for the slower vehicles and one lane is reserved for overtaking and faster vehicles. We simply don't have this discipline. So this is a problem which we will continue to face till we learn. We have two or three lanes, maximum four lanes. As soon as we exit the city, I'm not talking about major highways once we enter but as soon as we enter the city and the peripherals, probably on the circumference or something like that, we don't have more than four lanes. So that is where even to distribute the speed in those four lanes is, is becoming a pain. This is a matter of traffic density, like I drive on the Eastern Expressway, which is technically a 12-lane road, including a service road. Uh, people drive crazily, although there is enough space and there are enough lanes, yet people try to drive uh, uh, chaotically. So I don't think the lanes is an answer. Lanes, yes, is a, is, is causes a density uh, issue and uh, causes some pileups. But uh, that itself is not an excuse for driving faster. That's my, my take. We have uh, completed, uh, yes, of course, Sankita, we have uh, completed uh, 75 minutes and we are coming towards the end. Uh, yes, we have a little more time for last few points. Sankita, please. Sir, just one observation which I made from all the instances and the uh, tips that have been given. Driving, not just in India but anywhere in the world, is not an entitlement. It is something as a privilege to be earned. So it is to do with attitude and aptitude. Both are missing in the cases of high-speed drivers who are reckless. Aptitude in the sense of knowing your vehicle, knowing what is your capability, and understanding that driving in certain conditions that you are familiar with, to driving in a condition, for example, hill stations or places with floods and sleep are completely different, that aptitude is missing. Aptitude to understand the capabilities of the vehicle or do an inspection before a drive, that's again missing. But the most important thing is the attitude. Instead of slowing down and enjoying the drive, it's always about rushing the machine, flow to the pedal and see what you can show off. Not just the machine, but what you can show off in relativity to other passengers or other drivers of the road and probably anyone inside as well. I don't think there is a cure for this kind of a attitude. I, I think the cure uh, is probably in enforcement because uh, enforcement is definitely lax in India and people are scared uh, abroad because enforcement is very strict and punishments are very severe, particularly in places like West Asia where you can really get into trouble if you commit a traffic offense. In India, I think uh, the enforcement is poor and uh, maybe we will catch up with uh, digital surveillance as Deepak mentioned. 
But otherwise, uh, I don't think attitudes are going to uh, attitudinal changes are going to happen. Uh, each one of us is on his own trip. Uh, we need to enforce it peacefully, like a dictatorship, and uh, probably that can only bring about because there's so many different opinions. Even in the small room, uh, we have heard varying opinions about why we are over speeding. It could be hundreds of reasons. It could be social media pressure. It could be physiological. It could be just for fun. It could be uh, overestimation of one's capabilities. So the whole point here is uh, there has to be a judge above all of us, which is the traffic enforcement, uh, uh, police or surveillance. And I think probably that can uh, bring about. Kumar, you should remember the government did try to bring in higher penalties, fines for speeding and you know rash driving. But what happened? Nothing happened. The, the, the politicians themselves killed that whole act. Several, several states refused to implement the uh, right. new, new prices, uh, the, new fines. Yes, and the minister was supposed to climb down. He had plans of 5,000, 10,000. Finally, it came down to 500 and 1,000. It was to find it as 150 rupees uh, when it actually come. It was all a political stunt and it never worked because. Obviously, yeah, yeah. They, they, wanted, they wanted what they want. But, but I can tell you one thing, uh, one, one point we took it as well. Digital surveillance works. I, I drive on the Eastern Freeway daily to work. And uh, we have the speed limit of 80 there. And we have uh, one, two, three, four speed cameras. Now, uh, uh, since I am a regular driver, I know where the speed cameras are. So I obviously drive accordingly. I must be very honest. Uh, but there are a lot of people uh, who drive without knowing the cameras are there and the fine is 1,000 rupees. And it gets into the digital database, M. Parivahan, and there is no way of getting around it. The, because that fine stays in the database till you settle it. And which, which is actually uh, good because the fine 1,000 rupees is big enough you know, to deter anybody. And I can tell you that most of the people who are driving on that, who know the speed guns are there, immediately slow down. And it has contributed to overall reduction of speeds in the freeway. So which is good. So uh, uh, the, uh, uh, somewhere along the way, I think we'll catch up. Deepak? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example of uh, digital surveillance. Uh, I did uh, New Zealand in 2019, part of New Zealand on motorcycle and a part on a uh, four-wheeler. Uh, we were doing, uh, uh, I got a challan when we came back after three, after at least six months uh, for 14,000 rupees. The challan mentioned I was doing 102 in a zone of 100. And that area which they mentioned, that area had a population of only 200 people. So digital surveillance works and uh, with no policemen, nothing. Digital surveillance. Uh, we were we were forced to pay. We had to pay a challan of fourteen thousand rupees. Otherwise, my entry into New Zealand would have been uh, banned. There is some hope uh, that uh, we will get uh, some enforcement happening. No, no, definitely. I mean, actually, Delhi is a much better place now. You would, though the traffic movement has been, uh, the speed has been reduced, but it has become much smoother. Uh, accidents have reduced drastically. Uh, the the road rage have almost 
we will see a change. We will see a change. We will have to be ready for uh, being what you can say, killing, logging, done, done, and so on. I think the, uh, the computers will take care of the, uh, the enforcement, I think, uh, without any human touch. Because now it is happening. I, I still remember Kerala was the first state uh, to have speed guns on the highways. Uh, driving on Kerala highways is, is a, it's a booby trap. You're everywhere. You have speed guns. Every something like half a kilometer, one kilometer, you have speed guns. And uh, it was a nightmare to uh, drive on that highway. Uh, there was a Volvo bus which started from Trivandrum going to Bangalore. It broke the speed limit. In those days, uh, uh, out-of-state vehicles were not covered by the. Uh, speed guns, you know, they could not find a way to find a vehicle registered in Karnataka or Maharashtra. So there was a Volvo bus registered in Karnataka, which broke every speed gun. And uh, by the time it reached the border, uh, these guys were watching the in the control room. They were getting the the, uh, the systems were so good that they could sense that this particular vehicle was breaking everywhere. When it reached the border, uh, just about enter Tamil Nadu, they caught hold of the bus. Confiscated and recovered something like a lakh or so rupees in fines. It was a very very interesting case uh, in Kerala some years ago. So this this uh, Parivahan now, for example, I think has got a, a facility to uh, capture speed offences or or any kind of traffic offences anywhere in the country. So it will come in your database, and it doesn't matter. It's agnostic to which state has to collect or which state the offence has been committed. It is a black listing or black marking your uh, car's record. And digital surveillance would do away with the under under the table jugada. Uh, yes, it's already uh, done that in the freeway uh, in Mumbai. Uh, we, uh, I have not seen a single cop. Nobody has stopped me. But uh, the file accumulates in my digital account with Mumbai Traffic Police. It's, it's an excellent system. I think uh, uh, we are uh, nearing the end of this uh, session. Very interesting evening. Uh, it's been uh, uh, we started with this proposition that we uh, all drive very fast. Uh, most of us uh, uh, have either we drive fast or we see very high speed driving on the roads. Uh, some of us felt that uh, this could be a, a problem with. Our own lack of good judgment. It's about the driver not being able to judge his own capabilities, his own uh, feeling that he's a superman, or his car letting him down because the car is not uh, having proper brakes, good tires, or he just doesn't understand the car how it will respond in certain situations. And we moved on to also uh, issues which related to road engineering. And also uh, this craze to show off, social media uh, craze to show off, and this uh, uh, continuous urge to drive faster just because the cars are faster. Uh, the overall positive thing coming out of all this, there are there is more attention on road speeding nowadays with the police and the authorities. Uh, they are becoming stricter. There is a lot of it is very interesting that the government itself raised the speed limits a couple of years ago, recognizing that the roads are little more safer, cars are much more faster, and uh, but it is coming now with 
lot more digital surveillance and more internet. I think uh, internationally we have seen uh, that only traffic enforcement helps in disciplining high-speed driving, and this is probably one of the missing things in India, which we, I think, and a lot of us think uh, that will happen. Digital surveillance is probably the, the way to go forward, and uh, maybe. Uh, there are a lot of other things need to be done. Uh, speeding cannot be addressed in a vacuum and isolation. There, are, there is issue of good roads, there is issue of uh, collecting good sense, there is issue of reserved fast lanes, there is a need to have minimum speed limits, uh, there could be uh, issues relating to fitness of vehicles. So a whole host of things contribute, like Deepak Pai made this point about how bad tires can lead to uh, or in, uh, heating of tires and uh, you know car crashes at high speeds. So whole a lot of the like the point is that speeding is not only about capability, but is also the way it affects your car. Like in the case of heating in tires. So there's a whole uh, host of things uh, which I uh, think we have uh, paid a lot of. If anybody wants to make give one last word, please go ahead. Yes, yes, actually. The one more thing, like uh, the Yamuna Expressway, the, the speed limit is 120 on general days, but when the weather is bad, they reduce the speed limit even to 70. Depends on the condition of the weather. So be careful. You, you use the see the signboards which are mentioned on the highways, which is very very really important. Those sign signboards convey a lot of lot of things. Uh, which uh, a driver needs to take care of. So that's my last say on that. So anyone else wishes to make one last point, please? Sankita? Sir, let us not forget that driving is a very, very special privilege some of us can afford to. Two, knowing driving is not enough, we also afford a vehicle considering the economic situation across the globe. Being a responsible driver is not a choice, it is a responsibility and this includes gaining the right attitude to be a safe driver on the road and also be having the attitude to make every ride a safe ride for yourself and for everyone else is our responsibility as a driver on the road and I think HVKMs are already on the mark towards this. With that I close my notes sir. Thank you for those valuable points, Ankita. Uh, it's been wonderful uh, uh, listening to learned speakers last 75 minutes. And uh, I think uh, uh, each one of us is an ambassador for safety. Uh, each one of us needs to drive safe. Also, convince others that they should also drive safe. And uh, initiatives like what Deepak is doing about drive safety campaigns and all that will help and accelerate that process. Uh, thank you again for this. Uh, we have uh, this weekend, we have uh, the Saturday uh, night, we have a very interesting speaker, none other than Deepak himself. Deepak is going to be talking about his three decades of experience in driving and riding not only in India but also across the world, including a very exciting North Pole to South Pole ride. And uh, I, the more important thing about it's not about the journeys which he has made, but about the valuable learnings uh, which he has got and his own attitude to approaching these trips. Because as you imagine, each one of these trips has 
has its own rigor and uh, need for discipline and as I keep saying, the right attitude. So please join us on Saturday at 10 p.m. for this interesting session. Uh, I also request uh, you to spread the word around to all your friends. Each one of us, uh, so that we all join us. Let us make this uh, very important learning and experience sharing platform. Uh, there are a lot of interesting uh, meetings coming up. Uh, we have no dearth of gifted speakers and uh, good listeners and uh, great achievers. So, with this, uh, I would like to end this meeting. Thank you, Jyotiwil, for giving me help uh, in, uh, as usual. And uh, again, a big thank you for staying back late night to attend this meeting. Let us again see each other on Saturday. And thank you. One, one, one more thing I would like to make a point here is uh, that I could see a lot of newcomers today uh, requesting you all to follow the Treaty Hiking Club uh, in this clubhouse so that whenever we create an event, it will immediately flash in your uh, calendars. Thank you, sir. Yeah, if you follow the Hiking uh, Club uh, thing on the uh, clubhouse, you will get alerts for the events. You can set uh, alarms. I also keep publicizing this uh, in uh, the HVK forum. I also uh, keep uh, giving alerts uh, to our various WhatsApp groups, HVK uh, uh, WhatsApp groups. So please do join in and it's not very difficult. Uh, a lot of people may be bewildered by how to get into Clubhouse. Once you get that link, if you click through, you will be asked to register if you are a first time user of Clubhouse. You will be asked to register through the app. There is no website interface. So download the app first. It is available for both Android and iOS phones. And in the app, you register yourself. Uh, Clubhouse has got this funny system of having somebody come to approve. So one of your friends will approve your entry into Clubhouse. You may have to do some waiting. And once you are in, you can join all the rooms, as they call it, all the meeting rooms. And uh, in the process, you can follow the Highway King Club, where you will get. Uh, and Clubhouse in general seems to have a lot of action going and a lot of interesting events keep happening. So it will be a wonderful, uh, a, a wonderful platform for all of us to meet here in these COVID times. Thank you. I think uh, we have come to an end of this meeting. Good night. And uh, with this, I end the meeting. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone.